0: something i i vastly dislike that people do and that is when they applaud in movies
1: they can't hear you they can't hear you
0: now don't get me wrong if you're at so here's an example let's say um so the new jersey performing arts center in newark i saw that they're selling tickets to show the wrath of Khan. khan And William Shatner is going to be there to do some Q&A. Wow. Yeah, it looks like looks like a good time. And I'm going to see if I can go. Uh,
1: but the thing Maybe is... Maybe he won't insult everyone.
0: <laughs> here's the hope. Oh, actually, my hope is he does, because that would make him more amazing.
1: <laughs> I think the odds are in your favor, then. <laughs>
0: the, uh, may the odds be, ever be in your favor. I hear he's a mean person. I've heard that. I heard that the only person that really liked him was, like, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> um... And that even he and George Takei don't get along, and you know. But the thing is, if you watch The Wrath of Khan and he's there mm-hmm. and you cheer at the end of it, I feel like it's different because you're kind of saying, this movie is amazing and Mr. Shatner, I want you to know it. So I'm applauding now.
1: Yeah, we enjoy your performance recorded three decades ago. But since you're here, we wanted to let you know. Right. So yeah.
0: so that's different. If, if, if there's someone who was a part of the movie that is at the movie and you want to show appreciation, I get it. I get people were excited about the movie. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I laughed at parts. I felt suspense at parts. But I never felt the need to cheer at anything. And the worst part was people were cheering mid-movie for things. And that bugged me. Like the cheering at the end, I'm like, all right, movie's over, I guess, whatever. Cheering in the middle of it a few times was frustrating. I didn't like it. So, you're all on notice. Stop cheering at the theater. I concur. Oh, oh, I got a segue. Oh, oh, here we go. Ready?
1: Yeah, can't wait.
0: All right. End of May. Wait, when does when does the movie come out?
1: May 25th.
0: Oh. Um, I think it's
1: uh, Memorial Day weekend.
0: Oh, that's a fair point. Memorial Day weekend. A Star Wars story solo comes out. Folks, do not ruin this for people. Do not cheer. Show your appreciation with money. In fact, if you ever want to show me appreciation, you can just give me money.
1: Is that what you want to have happen? Like you show up and everybody watches solo together, not solo. Uh, on memorial day and at the end instead of them cheering they should just throw money at you is that what you want to have happen it'd be nice i'm i'm not opposed to that you did a great job sitting and watching the movie with us here's some money to to show our (laughs) gratitude um i i am in no way
0: opposed to your idea i think it is in fact one of the most fantastic ideas you've had in quite some time
1: all right, I dissent on that issue. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead and you know, solicit that from other people if you want. Um, but
0: you know what? When you go see a movie, you don't see a movie by yourself. You are seeing it with other people. Just show a little respect for other people. We don't want to hear you. Laugh when it's funny. Gasp when it's shocking. Fine. Sudden reactions to things are you can't help them cheer? I don't know. I
1: think that's kind of like the fanboy culture. To cheer, yeah, to like be a part of the group who's cheering for something you know that they've anticipated for a while and are seeing before you know whenever it's in high demand before many other people have seen it.
0: I, you
1: know what, that's fair. I, I can see that. And th- this was a this was a highly anticipated
0: movie that was like I said it was it was very engaging from from beginning to end. I I really liked it. It was uh and and the the pace of it was good too. The pace of it was kind of like um like a game of thrones episode where it follows like one or one or two characters for a little bit then switches to another. So anytime it's like all right, this is getting a little long in the tooth, you got someone else to follow. And that's the benefit of having so many superheroes in one movie. So it was it was fun. I liked it. Solo should be a different different story though because it's a Star Wars story. It's a Star Wars story one and two any danger that he's in One hostile. If he gets out of it, you're not allowed to be surprised.
1: We all know he's (laughs) going to live. We know he's going to live. Lando's going to live. Chewbacca's going to live. The Millennium Falcon will be fine because we saw them in several other movies.
0: But the Millennium Falcon could get destroyed and rebuilt 500 times for all I care. One hostile. The the thing is, is at the end of the day, those people live. And if you did not know that going in, (laughs) definitely should not be cheering.
1: I don't know. Kids might not
0: know that. But kids don't usually cheer. You know what I mean? I I mean, if you're bringing like a 10 year old, I don't see them cheering. And I'll, I'll give past to kids anyway. You know, kids, kids engage with their imagination more. So I, I can see them like really getting into it more. And, and that's a good way to set up the next generation of of uh, Star Wars fandom. So I'm OK with that. But once you're like of
1: driving age, I don't think it's OK anymore. Are you going to be enforcing that on Memorial Day? Like, may I say your driver's license? You're not allowed to cheer, sir. <laughs> I'll
0: be like a, uh, what's it called? Like a bouncer at a bar. <laughs> just stamp people's hands as they go. In.
1: Yeah, wave your hands in the air like you just don't care so that I can see if I've stamped it. <laughs> Keep your hands in the air
0: and separate so I don't hear them together. No, I will not be enforcing it. I will just be passive aggressive and make angry faces to myself. <laughs> Mm. I, I don't have the chutzpah for that Good stuff, so we might as well segue, introduce our <laughs> show, and discuss our topic um, Welcome to Juris Fiction, my name is Nima Ashtian.
1: My name is Ab Kirshner, Juris Fiction is a podcast about law and order or the lack thereof in fictional TV shows, movies, and music And today we have movie Solo's coming out I'm looking forward to it. It's my most anticipated fiction in 2018. Uh so we came up with a, a couple of topics based on generally the characters who will be in it. Han Solo, Chewbacca, Lando Calrissian,
0: and I assume others. But the main ones that people know, I guess, are those
1: are those three. Yeah, so we brainstormed some topics mm-hmm. uh and just to to contrast <laughs> for the audience, the contrast the creative process for George fiction. Do you want to introduce your topic and then I'll introduce my topic and then we'll, you know, discuss them?
0: <laughs> uh, sure. So <laughs> we always, we always try to find, you know, I have a belief that if you don't enforce the small laws, the big ones will, the big ones will be violated just as rampantly. So
1: I brought- yeah, Abraham the- Lincoln said pretty much the same thing.
0: Yeah. And, um, did he?
1: Yeah. That was the, um, the Lyceum speech.
0: Was it something like, if you don't enforce the small laws, people won't respect the big ones or something like that?
1: Uh, just basically, you know, we have to uh, enforce all laws. Otherwise, you know, we'll be a lawless society.
0: Now remember that, because the more you know.
1: You know, like vigilantes and running around and, you know, no no law and order.
0: I like that one better. He, he put it well. Let's go with his. Uh, edit that later. <laughs> so the topic I came up with was... Does having Chewbacca around violate leash laws?
1: Because he's not wearing a leash.
0: He's not wearing a leash. He, he has a, I mean, he has a, a sash of some sort. Do we know what that thing is?
1: Uh, I always assumed it was, like, ammo for his crossbow. But his crossbow shoots lasers. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, something to charge it up with. Like batteries? Yeah. <laughs> is he's, All I'm saying is, when I play uh, Star Wars Battlefront... Yeah? I constantly have to reload my my uh, crossbow laser gun.
0: But do you reload it from your sash?
1: Well, it's from the it's like over the shoulder, so I can't see what he's doing with his. Hands. Oh, that's right. That, that's fair. Which is a separate problem. A,
0: <laughs> so you're playing a first person shooter. The thing you can't do is look at yourself.
1: <laughs> no, I think you can actually switch to like from your that's eyes as opposed to like over the shoulder. But you still don't look at your hands whenever you're reloading your gun. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, that's fair. Or if you can, I've never tried to do it. So, yes, yeah, so your topic was, does Chewbacca walking around without a leash violate leash laws? In contrast, mine was, can Han Solo sue Darth Vader, Boba Fett, or Lando Calrissian for freezing him in carbonite in Cloud City?
0: Right, and but it's important to start with mine because if you're not willing to enforce the small ones, <laughs> yours is a much bigger issue. We should just assume that lawlessness will prevail.
1: Sure. Okay, fine. Abraham Lincoln wins. We might as well start with the, uh, can can uh, can Chewbacca walk around without fear of retribution, without wearing a leash?
0: So, so while you were saying that, wait, can Chewbacca walk around? I was thinking Chewbacca walk a walk. And I don't
1: know why, but. Um... So we'll start with this. Can you specify a specific leash law in the Star Wars universe anywhere?
0: No, I cannot. Mainly, be-
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm still not sure if
0: there are laws in the Star Wars universe. Uh, That's we, fair. Yeah, remember when we were talking about? Um,
1: Although there was the Senate, right?
0: The main law that I remember from the Senate was that there was a law to disband the Senate and create the first Galactic Empire.
1: And I feel like the first law the Senate passes is not the law that disbands it. I feel like there's going to be some <laughs> some pre-existing
0: Oh, law. actually, uh, I guess in the prequels, there was some sort of like trade laws, right?
1: But the point is, there were laws, at least trade laws.
0: Fair. There could have been other laws. Maybe just people weren't following them.
1: There could have been. But do you know of any leash laws? I do not. So... <laughs> how could Chewbacca walking around without a leash violate a law that you do not know exists?
0: Because ignorance of the law is no excuse.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's no punishment uh, unless a crime has been committed, and there's no crime unless there is a law prohibiting it right. from you know happening. So if you can't identify a law, you cannot enforce it. Well,
0: how about this? What if? What if? Chewbacca was brought to Earth. Would he fall under the uh, auspices of Leash Laws if... Uh, now
1: we're <laughs> now we're completely changing. Okay, fine. <laughs> because there appears not to be any law in the Star Wars universe on point, why don't we go ahead and say, yeah. So <laughs> Han Solo and Chewbacca arrive on Earth mm-hmm. in the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they land and Han Solo comes out. Chewbacca walks out and they start walking separately and someone goes hey man your your uh your wookie your wookie needs a leash
1: okay so uh do you have an earth based leash law that you would like to share with uh, everyone
0: uh i do okay so the short answer is there are laws that say that animals have to be confined within the premises of the owner
1: does it say animal
0: uh let's see well the thing is the well i don't have a i don't have the specific language of this. oh here's a specific language mm that's weird at parts it says animal and at parts it says dog <laughs> that's not good Hmm. i guess it'll i guess it only applies to dogs then for certain parts of
1: it i mean that's where I'm going with this Chewbacca is not a canine. He walks on his hind legs. I don't think I've ever seen him put either of his four, you know, his his hands on the ground. He has no tail. I think taxonomically, he is not a canine. And so therefore, a a law requiring a canine to be on a leash in public does not apply to him.
0: You know, that's fair. (laughs) That's pretty fair. I don't think he is a dog, actually. Although he was uh he was named after George Lucas's dog, I think.
1: I heard that uh it is similar to the word dog in another language. What's that? Chewbacca.
0: Chewbacca. Oh, I think meant Wookiee. Well, I thought I thought, che- thought Chewie or Chewbacca was the name of his dog and that's what he ended up naming Chewbacca because he had the dog. Right?
1: Check in Wikipedia.
0: I'm using my. I'm using the force to sense you googling.
1: Chewbacca's creation as a gentle, hairy, non-English-speaking co-pilot was inspired by George Lucas seeing his own dog sitting Ooh. in the passenger seat of his car. Chewbacca's name is derived from Sobaka, the Russian word for dog. Yeah, so Chewbacca's name comes from a human language word for dog. Now remember that, because the more you know. At any rate. He does not violate leash laws <laughs> because they're particular to canines, and he's not a canine.
0: That's you know that's fair. Actually, I should have thought that one more through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we we got rid of the uh, we, we we dispensed with the the minor law. <laughs> yeah, and we agreed that Chewbacca does not violate leash laws because they don't apply to him. Moving on, can Han Solo? Sue Darth Vader, Boba Fett, Lando and anybody else for freezing him in Carbonite in Cloud City?
0: Uh that's a good question. Who would you like to start with?
1: So just to set the scene, right? In Empire Strikes Back, which is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time.
0: I okay, yeah. I'm I I'm still between that and Rogue One.
1: Oh, uh Empire Strikes Back's better. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll save you the uh, the angst. It's Empire Strikes Back better. <laughs> Darth Vader has become obsessed with tracking down Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. They find them on Hoth. Everybody escapes. Mm -hmm. Or dies. Right. But he can sense that Luke is still alive. And he tracks the Millennium Falcon around. Darth Vader tracks the Millennium Falcon. uh, Recruits Boba Fett. Among other bounty hunters. Boba Fett figures out that Han Solo is going to Cloud City. Right. So everyone convenes in Cloud City. Everyone but Luke Skywalker, but ultimately he also convenes there. And ultimately Darth wants to, Darth Vader, wants to trap Luke, encase him in carbonite, and take him to the Emperor. But he wants to make sure Luke will survive. So he uses Han Solo as a a test.
0: So the scientific method... (laughs)
1: Hey, he wants to use the scientific method. Make sure that make sure that Han Solo uh, will survive the freezing process, and therefore Luke will survive the freezing process. So he has everybody. He has the Ugnots. Ugnaught. The Ugnots are the little, you know, like pig like humanoids who work in Cloud City. They're engineers, right? Customize it for freezing tall dudes, as opposed to whatever they were ordinarily freezing in the carbonite. Uh, he orders Stormtroopers to put Han Solo in the freezing chamber. They flip the switch and freeze him. So there, I identified several causes of action for this, right? Yeah. First, there's assault, which is intentionally acting and thereby causing reasonable apprehension of immediate offensive contact. Mm-hmm. I think the order to uh, freeze Han Solo, you know, put him in the chamber and freeze him in, in solidified carbon gas would cause a reasonable apprehension of immediate offensive contact. And I think that's intentionally acting.
0: Well, it wouldn't be the order, right? It would be the person actually acting at the moment.
1: You don't think that saying, put him in the chamber, uh, would suffice for assault?
0: Mm, I don't know. Because I could say, if no one's doing anything, I guess you're not intentionally... There's no act, right?
1: Well, speaking is acting.
0: Speaking is acting, but I don't know if... I don't know if the words would count.
1: All right. That's interesting. So you're going to say Darth Vader is not guilty of assault, but the stormtroopers who actually marched on to the chamber are guilty of assault.
0: Well, actually I would say that Darth Vader is guilty of assault for a different reason. Um, He would be guilty of assault for accomplice liability, right? Because he ordered someone to do a thing on his behalf. They did it. He is the ringleader of the act that occurred therefore he uh, he would be guilty of assault or he'd be yeah liable and guilty under assault for um his role as the lead accomplice but i don't know if the words themselves would be assault i don't think they would
1: okay so you use the words to prove that he was part of the the common design
0: yes he he exerted his authority, oh, like kind of like a respondia superior, right? Uh, vicarious, he's vicariously liable because he ordered his minions to do an act on his behalf, and they complied.
1: So, can you be vicariously liable for assault? Uh, <laughs> if,
0: uh, what is it? What is it? If it's done within the uh, within the auspices of your employment, with if it's done within the uh, within the nexus of your employment, uh, you can be. But if, if your employment is specifically <laughs> committing acts of assault, probably.
1: Just to be clear, there was a war going on. This is Star Wars, and uh, the stormtroopers are military soldiers under the command of Darth Vader. Right. But this is not a battle. This is not, you know, a theater of combat. Although there are um, members of both warring parties. Present, but this is not subject to the uh, Geneva Conventions. These are civil wrongs.
0: You know what? That that's fair. Actually, Be, uh, the stormtroopers may not have the if the stormtroopers are following orders from a commander, a general of some sort, they actually may not have responsibility because they were following orders. Although, I don't think that applies to the Ughnats. Then right? Because they're not they're not soldiers.
1: No, they're just afraid of what Darth Vader will do if they don't do what he tells them to do.
0: Right. Actually, that's an interesting point. So they may have a um, they may have a defense. I think they may still have issues as far as, you know, if you're going to go after anyone, you might as well go after them too. But I think there's a defense now because I know you can't – if you commit an act in fear of your life that violates the law, that may be okay. But you cannot kill another person in order to save another person, right?
1: Especially if they testify, look, we are experts. We do this, you know, every day. This is our job to freeze things in carbonite. And we knew he would survive.
0: Right. Uh, So if the idea was, well, they wanted him alive and they wanted to, to make sure they wanted to put him in the carbonite. And that's what we helped with. They actually may have a defense.
1: Yeah. We were afraid we would be hurt by Darth Vader if we didn't. And we you know, reasonably expected Han Solo would survive. You just push the thing and then it defrosts. He'll be okay. Right. So are you going to let both the Yugnats and the Stormtroopers go? Or like uh, what's the ultimate?
0: Now we're just talking civil liability?
1: Yeah, just civil assault. If Han Solo sued them for assault.
0: I, I think, you know, I think, it, I think it counts as a defense if you're following your commander's orders. I think, it, I think they do. Uh, I think they may be off the hook.
1: But Darth Vader, you're going to say ultimately is guilty for or liable, I guess, because it's a tort for yeah assault.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So what about battery? Battery being uh, intentionally and caus- voluntarily causing unconsented offensive contact with the person.
0: Uh, I think this actually has the same uh, battery and assault are very close. Except this battery seems to finish assault. You actually touched the the person. You actually touched them. Um, The Ugnaughts... Ugnaughts, uh,
1: They flipped a switch and the Carbonite Freezing Chamber interacted with Han Solo.
0: You don't have to actually touch someone, right? So like if you're holding a stick and you... uh, Let's say someone's carrying a bag and you poke someone's bag with the stick. That counts as battery because the thing is... uh, a thing that you're using is affecting a thing that someone else has, even though it's not person to person.
1: So, the button, you're saying the the Ugna touched the button. Yeah. The button triggered the apparatus. The apparatus touched Han Solo.
0: Yes, yes, that would be right.
1: But under the similar theory, they would not be.
0: They're threatened. They are under the threat of death, right. so they would have a defense.
1: So the stormtroopers uh, marched Han Solo to the chamber. They they touched him,
0: right? That that would without a doubt be a battery. That's battery. The question, yeah, they, they, once they grabbed him and he didn't like it, or it was an offensive touching, um, that was the battery. So they grabbed him to throw him in, and I'm sure he did not like that. Uh, the thing is, I think they may have the same defense, and the same defense may be. But our commander told us that we had to grab this guy. Also, Han Solo is part of the "quote unquote" enemy army. So,
1: right, but they were not acting as soldiers at that moment. Han Solo was a guinea pig. He
0: he. But when you say wait, wait, when you mean when you say um, he was not acting as a soldier, you mean Han Solo?
1: Yeah. To be more specific, uh, so Lando marches them, marches uh, Chewbacca, Leia, and Han. To some dining room. The door opens up, we see Darth Vader, and then Boba Fett shows up, right? Uh, Darth Vader steals, uh, using his mind, he steals uh, Han Solo's blaster. And then they capture them and torture Han. Mm -hmm. Leia is held somewhere else, and they all reconvene in the same room with Chewbacca. And Han specifically says to Leia, you know, when they tortured him, they didn't even ask him questions. Right? He was not being interrogated. He was not being held as a military soldier. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't like where are the rebels? Right. It... And moreover, uh Darth Vader and Boba Fett discussed Boba Fett taking Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt is not in the Empire, right? So this incarceration was not part of uh the hostilities, right? It wasn't like uh, and then hold him in this imperial prison right it was the, fine take him do whatever you want with him with whomever you want with him he is not a military prisoner
0: can we narrow that down a little more and say that the detainment itself the actual capturing him and holding him was part of the war
1: right His... no it was part of trapping luke skywalker who also would not be a military prisoner they wanted to take uh, luke skywalker to the Emperor, for the Emperor to convert Luke Skywalker, right, conscript him, basically, Yeah. he was not going to be a military prisoner either. Not for anything that they did, right? It wasn't like, oh, you blew up our Death Star, so now we're going to imprison you or kill you, right? That was not what was going on in The Empire Strikes Back.
0: I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying the actual capture may be okay, but the acts that they commit while captured may not be.
1: I don't understand what you mean by okay.
0: Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are enemies to the um to the
1: empire. Among other things, yes. Yes. They also know that Luke Skywalker is a Jedi trainee and the son of Anakin Skywalker who became Darth Vader, and they think that Luke Skywalker would be a particularly powerful imperial soldier if they could only conscript him.
0: Absolutely. But I, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, I would break this down to two things. One, the actual capturing of Han and or Luke, saying the capture of them would be like capturing a soldier as a prisoner of war. But then the the second part of it would be, what? Well, but they if they capture them. them
1: as prisoners of war, they have to try them for something. Yes, and
0: I I agree with that. So then the issue comes down to what do they do after they capture them?
1: They don't I'm try s- them, and therefore right. they are not prisoners of war. But
0: I'm saying the the initial. Capture the holding of them is initially okay as a part of the war, but then they decide to go outside what they're supposed to do. Right? Try them as uh, as enemies, or do something within whatever applicable convention that you treat uh, prisoners with um, with a you know with a uh, a certain level of dignity and and feed them or and but. You can't – and I think we discussed this before that. You can't, like, try to convert enemy soldiers to your side. You can't – you can't um...
1: – No, no, no. And that's the distinction. You can't convert prisoners of war to your side. Right. But if you're not holding them as a prisoner of war uh, – I see what you're saying. It okay. doesn't matter. And that's what I'm – that's entirely my point. That's not what they were doing. They were not trying to capture Han Solo as a prisoner of war. They didn't even interrogate him. They let him go. They gave him to Boba Fett because they didn't really care about him. And they were not trying to capture Luke Skywalker as a prisoner of war because they wanted to convert him. And the only lawful way that they could do that, assuming that they, you know, abide by any laws at all, is if he's not a prisoner, if he's just a guest of the emperor.
0: So you're saying the intent when you capture, the intent of the captor when they capture... Han and Luke makes a difference as to designating them as prisoners of war or not. Or not.
1: Yeah, it's not on a battlefield. It's not incident to a battle. Is the h- you don't try them for having violated anything? Uh, you just just take their dude.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't think of it that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's that's my point with civil liability, right? Like it's these are civil actors. This is not part of. This is not law enforcement. This is not part of a military operation.
0: Now, when you, say, uh, when you say not part of the battlefield, how do we know that wh- – why would Cloud City not be part of the battlefield?
1: Uh, for one thing, Lando Calrissian speaks at length about how, you know, it had been independent. Yes. We also know that the Rebel Alliance did not attack Cloud City.
0: You know, that's fair. That's right. <laughs> and so
1: although the Empire, or a very small portion of the Empire, was present – That doesn't turn it into a battlefield if nobody, you know, is actually attacking each other. And so, yeah, I get that uh, after this whole incident, there was some, you know, crossfire. That was because they were trying to get Han Solo back from the guards. And so, again, I'd say that that was civil. That was non-military. These were friends of Han Solo shooting people who were taking Han Solo so that they could get Han Solo.
0: You know that, that's actually that's actually fair. Yep, I I I see your point. I could see that. Yeah, I could see how that could, I could see how that could be an issue for them capturing him for the purpose of capturing Luke for the purpose of converting him, and Han for the purpose of this strange experiment that they were hoping would not kill him.
1: Apparently, it had happened before. Like they used to use this this carbonite freezing for, like long voyages.
0: Oh, you mean like they would su- like freeze like, people and yeah, free- and, and then and send them out them up like, later.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like the first time they were doing it. They just were unsure if it would work because it had been so long since they tried it.
0: Oh, I gotcha. I'm guessing something went wrong a while back too, and they were like, "We probably shouldn't do this anymore."
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not 100 percent success rate.
0: Right. Alright, I, I see your point. Okay. I could see how um uh, I could see how they would not be the the prisoners of war that I thought they would be.
1: Yeah, so the stormtroopers then they marched him to the chamber. They touched him, right? But they were under orders of Darth Vader to do so. Right. So you have a similar theory, he's ultimately responsible. They were acting as extensions of Darth Vader?
0: Yeah, I mean the the problem is they're still stormtroopers, right? They're still, and he's still their commander. Now the Ugnots, I think we've covered that, right? They're
1: no matter what, yeah. They we're they, just afraid of him.
0: They have a gun to their head, or you know, uh, a force to their person, and they're they're in fear of dying. the um, The soldiers, I think, are still kind of acting in their role as soldiers, and I know I know that that may not be the uh, that may not be the right way to say, given the discussion that we just had, but I don't think that they differentiate. Oh, we're doing this for a separate purpose, as opposed to oh, our commander told us this, right? So I think they're following the orders, and they may have a they may have a defense. It just depends on how far that defense will go. Now,
1: okay, yeah, I th- I think I buy that. I think I buy you know, look, the stormtroopers. I don't even know who this guy is. Han, what? Right? Like <laughs> I'm just doing what my boss told me to do. March him over here. Fine. Stand over there. Han Solo? Who knew that he was by himself? <laughs> He's surrounded by other people. So, I mean, <laughs> how solo is he? Uh, yeah. And then so ultimately, somebody has to be liable, though. Uh, the Empire. <laughs> for touching. Well, no, because it's not the Empire. For for touching Han Solo.
0: Um, Darth Vader.
1: Darth Vader. Even though he didn't actually touch him. The people who did were acting under his auspices.
0: Yes. Right? Because he took his troops with – so like uh, consider this. You have a, a general of an army. He goes to his troops and say, hey, 20 of you, come with me. We're going to go do a thing.
1: And they steal. they steal a painting from an art gallery.
0: And they steal a painting from an art gallery.
1: The general doesn't touch it, but they do.
0: Right. And he says, you are under orders to do this. You have to do this. I am commanding you as general. I think that that, I think that gets them.
1: And even though they give the, so they give the painting to some bounty hunter somewhere else, They're like, fine, take this to your, you know, thug guy. So they don't actually keep it. Yeah. You would say that the soldiers are not liable for, not guilty because it would be a crime uh, of stealing the painting, but the general would be because he ordered them to take it and give the painting to somebody else. I think so, yeah, all right, so moving on this this goes to the boba Fett part, right this This is the guy who receives a stolen painting in effect <laughs> yep, so conversion and conspiracy to commit conversion conversion being intentionally exercising ownership over chattel. chattel is just movable goods. It's mm-hmm. not like real estate that like stays in one place all the time, uh inconsistent with the owner's right to possess. And so I kind of struggled to find what of Han Solo was converted other than Han Solo. And I only got his clothes. He wasn't even wearing his holster, right, or his his blaster. It was just like him and his clothes. I don't think he actually took anything from him, right? Well, you can't
0: get conversion for taking a person. That's kidnapping. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if, um, I don't think taking his, I mean, you take Han Solo. He was frozen in carbonite with his clothes. But I don't think that counts as "quote unquote" taking his clothes. I think that counts as taking Han Solo, and he happened to be clothed. There has to—I think there's a level of, in, of intent that you still have to show. So he still
1: possessed his clothes.
0: Han Solo possessed his clothes. Possessed his own clothes.
1: He just didn't have free movement.
0: He didn't have free movement. So you would have confinement, right? You would have kidnapping. But I don't think you have conversion for taking his clothes, and you can't have conversion for taking a person. <laughs>
1: So Boba Fett gets off uh, the hook for that one, then. <laughs> and then Darth Vader, similarly. No liability, but yeah. Gets out of a conspiracy, because, you know, even though he ordered all this to happen.
0: Now, I mean, like, if, if if Boba Fett was like, I like Han Solo's gun, and he took it, now you have conversion.
1: Yeah, so I believe Han Solo's blaster. So, so Darth Vader took it whenever they, uh, you know, went to dinner. Right. But in Return of the Jedi, Han Solo has his blaster back. So Lando may have taken it at some point in Cloud City.
0: Oh, you know, that's a good point. He does help him get out. Uh he probably he probably did find a way to take it back. Yeah. Or
1: plot hole, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so there goes conversion, but what about kidnapping? You said you wanted to or you were inspired uh that there may have been kidnapping.
0: So uh unlawful what's it what's a, a false imprisonment, you know. Yeah, so kidnapping. the next
1: ones that I had were wrongful imprisonment and conspiracy to wrongfully imprison.
0: So yeah I, I mean I would just move straight to those right um because okay. I think I think what I'm talking about is the same thing is you took a person that in itself is not conversion because conversion has to do with chattel, as you said before um as far as the blaster goes, you also have an you also have to have the intent to to change the ownership of it right
1: well to exercise control you know inconsistent with the the person who has the right to control it,
0: okay, so could there be conversion um Maybe for the taking of the blaster, but then again, Han Solo pulled out a blaster and tried to shoot Darth Vader, so he just kind of defended himself.
1: Yeah, and we don't really see that they're carrying around his his gun. So, like, they might have just, like, left it there in that room, and then it's just abandoned property, right? It's not like they were exercising ownership over it.
0: Yeah, I don't think Darth Vader actually wanted it.
1: He doesn't (laughs) care. He's got his own (laughs) wanted.
0: He's like, I can can move planets with my mind. I don't think I need this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say you have, you would go to imp- wrongful imprisonment,
1: which is uh, unjustified and unconsented restriction of free movement. Just, you can't walk around whenever you want to.
0: Right. And that could, that could be, uh, that could even go so far as using words, right? So if you say, if you leave this, uh, this room, I will shoot you. That yeah. in itself could also be wrongful imprisonment. So it could be physical, physical or, uh, physical or other kind of barriers.
1: Um, so Darth Vader executed the Order, right? Put him in, and, yep. and they put him in and yep. froze him, and then now he can't move around.
0: Right. Uh, putting him in the Carbonite? Wrongful imprisonment.
1: So the Stormtroopers who marched him? Yep. The Ugnats obeyed his Order, but I think we're pretty consistently saying, look, they were just afraid of y- Darth Vader. Y- yeah. I think...
0: The Ugnaughts seem okay with most of this. Now, I would say there would be a difference. Maybe if Han Solo died, you would probably have a different issue. But they, if their intent was not to commit murder in order to save themselves, that's a different thing. Uh, that's a whole other discussion, actually. So uh, then,
1: uh, so Boba Fett received an exercise control over the frozen Han Solo. And then ultimately, Java received an exercise control over the frozen Han Solo. Right. So
0: then the liability transferred... Well, it, that transfer is not the right word. The liability expanded. spread expanded. Thank you. Yeah. It spread, expanded to Boba Fett, and then um, and then uh, what's his name? Big guy, um, Jabba the Hutt. Although that that happens
1: in Return of the Jedi, or between you know Episode five and six, right? Um, um, but Boba does exercise control over him during Empire Strikes Back. Just because I like saying his name, Bumblebee Tuna. He was just a crony. <laughs> he wasn't actually
0: exercising control over. Han Solo. He was just there. Oh, I know. I just like the guy. Bumblebee
1: Tuna. <laughs> um, Bib Fortuna,
0: yes. <laughs> Bib Fortuna. Uh, so... So, conspiracy. So, yeah, actually, well, I guess we went through wrong from Imprisonment, right? It expanded through Darth, yeah. Vader, Darth Vader to, uh, who do we say, Boba Fett and then... In Episode
1: 5, Jabba, Boba, Episode 6. But by the time of Episode 6, also, yeah, Jabba, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. Right. So, conspiracy, same as above. It's, you know, like acting... In concert with other people uh, with the intent to do whatever you're agreeing to do. In this case, it's wrongful imprisonment. Right. So Lando acquiesced.
0: So Lando is interesting because there are ways to get out of a conspiracy that you've taken part in.
1: So what he says, though, is this wasn't part of the deal. And, you know, I'm starting to regret making this deal. Something like that.
0: Yes. um, The thing is... I don't know if that gets him completely off the hook just because it wasn't part of the deal. Because there are, he could still have accomplice liability because of the fact that just because other people in his group went off the rails and started doing other things, he still assisted them in the acts that they committed to some level.
1: He was with them, you know, trapping Han Solo. In fact, he led Han Solo and Chewbacca and Leia directly to Darth Vader and Boba Fett.
0: He did. Uh, and I'm guessing that he did not expect them to
1: freeze him. I think he knew they were going to trap Luke some way.
0: Right. So he so I guess in his mind, he was like, well, they have the carbonite chamber for Luke. Everyone else would be OK. They're just going to use they're just going to use them as a lore for Luke, I guess. And then they ended up putting Han in there and he's like, hey, that's not part of the deal. Um,
1: but he didn't say I'm not part of this anymore.
0: He didn't. He said this is changing things, and he would have to rethink it. But he still kind of stuck around. Um, he would probably have conspiracy.
1: Yeah, he was standing right there.
0: Like I was saying before, there are ways to get out of a conspiracy, um, or to avoid conspiracy liability. And I don't know if he did enough to do that. So some things you. So after do avoid, the
1: fact, he helped fact. Leia and Chewbacca try to head off Boba Fett and reclaim Han Solo before they depart Cloud City.
0: But at that point, I think it's too late because the act has already occurred, right? The act of the assault, the battery, um, the, the false imprisonment, wrongful imprisonment, they've already happened. They, so it's, it's already...
1: mitigating but not ultimately right. enough to
0: – Exactly. I mean it's kind of like if you have a group of people working to rob a bank, right? If you let them rob the bank and then say, hey, I know where those guys are, well, the acts already committed. Now you're just kind of mitigating your damages and saying, well, yeah, this guy helped us after the fact. Some people get regret.
1: Well, I think it would be like, you know, everybody leaves the bank and then you, you can walk over to the bank manager and you're like, hey, I didn't know they were going to like take the money. Uh, I'll help you try to get it back. But they still drive away before you can get the money back.
0: Right. So, the th- But the thing is, when you do that, you still intended for things to happen just because they didn't go as you wanted them to. Then you kind of turned. Right. Um. So...
1: So you might get a lesser sentence or, right. or a lesser fine, I guess, if it's a civil case. But you would still be liable.
0: Right. But – and th- this depends on the jurisdiction. But there are certain times to get out of conspiracy. You, the steps that you took to further the conspiracy. So if you were to get the weapons or pick, get the getaway car and you're The like, extent you know of what?
1: your involvement.
0: Yes. You have to first let everyone know that you're out. And then any steps that you took in the furtherance of the conspiracy, I think you have to undo them somehow.
1: Well, he had a pretty major involvement, right? He delivered Han Solo to them. He did. So for him to unwind that, he would have to, in fact, get Han Solo away from them before they were able to... Yeah,
0: he'd probably have to say, okay, all you guys got to leave, right? and, And if they don't leave, I'm not sure what would happen then. But if his part of the act was luring them there and he's like get out or something bad is going to happen and they decide to stick around and help, that actually might fall on them then.
1: At least moving them to another part of Cloud City.
0: Right. So he is, he is in fact, guilty of all, those, of all those things that we discussed.
1: Conspiracy to wrongfully imprison. He is, in fact, a scoundrel. He's true to a type. That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. scoundrel indeed.
1: So what about Lobot? Lobot. So Lobot was the bald guy. He's like the, the assistant or something to Baron Administrator Lano Calrissian in Cloud City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's got, instead of like ears or over his ears at least, he has some, some external uh, electronic implant that seems to like communicate wirelessly with equipment. Like he can like issue orders, that sort of thing. So this one's interesting because... He didn't say a single word in The Empire Strikes Back. He didn't, but
0: he acted under the uh, under the orders of Lando, right?
1: He acted consistent with. Oh yeah, yeah. He he did in fact hear Lando say a thing, and then he did that thing. It was something like take these guys and shoot the stormtroopers or something like that.
0: Um. Here's the thing. (laughs) As far as uh, Lobot, hmm. well, I don't know. It's gonna be
1: difficult to prove. Because he didn't say anything. You're going to have to, like, get the – we're going to need discovery. We're going to need to get, like, what what transmitted to and from his implant.
0: Oh, that's right. Because maybe something else was done that made these things happen and it wasn't what he wanted to happen. So that, that's fair. The thing is, is was he working within the – uh within the – I'm forgetting the word. There's a specific word for it, but I'm I'm going to use the word nexus right now. Within the nexus of his employment, within the –
1: The scope of employment.
0: The scope of employment. Because if he is often of the business of capturing people on behalf of Lando Calrissian or committing other nefarious acts on behalf of Lando Calrissian, and that is how he makes his living.
1: So Lando did not do this for personal gain. He did this for Cloud City, right? It, It was an agreement so that the Empire would stay out of Cloud City. Right. But the thing is
0: are these acts that Lando engages in with other people, right? Does he do things for self-benefit that are nefarious and scoundrelous things? Scandalous? Scoundrelous? What do you mean? Well, so as far as Lobot goes, if Lobot if Lobot's business is to do the nefarious things that Lando Calrissian wants, then this is within the guys of his employment, the scope of his employment, and then I think this falls back on Lando and he's just following orders.
1: So in his past he did not have clean hands. Lobot.
0: Lobot, right. But he's working in a business now. <laughs> I well, think, it's not a
1: business. It's they're administrating Cloud City.
0: I think it falls back on Lando. I, I, don't, I don't see why the argument that was raised uh, on behalf of raised against Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers couldn't be raised against Lando as administrator of this city and um, And his subordinate. So I think... You think he was
1: not acting discretionarily? He was just doing what his boss told him to do?
0: Yes. So Lobot, I think, may be okay.
1: I don't know. I I would not make that conclusion. I would need discovery. And based on that discovery, it would be, well, what is the extent of his communication? What did he do? What did he say? What did he try to prevent?
0: Now, okay. I, I I I I think
1: his liability could be equal to Lando's. Wow. Could be. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I can't, we can't. I don't think we can reach a conclusion on Lobot's liability.
0: Okay. More discovery. Let's let's see what let's see what uh Lobot was possibly thinking and trying to
1: do. So the seventh one, the last one that I added was, and this one's this one's a joke, honestly, uh, but uh, it's worth bringing up, I guess. Loss of consortium. All right, and so for for the uh, for the non-lawyers in the audience, laws of consortium is an argument that you, because of someone else's actions, you are deprived of the benefits of a family relationship, which is an obtuse way of saying being intimate with your wife or significant other or husband, yeah. right? Right. Whatever your relationship is. So before Darth Vader ordered the stormtroopers to put him, being uh, Han Solo, in. To the chamber. Mm-hmm. After months or years of Han Solo wooing Leia Organa, she just told Han Solo she loved him. His response, of course, was, I know. But the, the subtext is, now that I finally admitted it, there there is an increased likelihood that we may consort with each other.
0: Oh, true.
1: And uh- then all of those guys immediately froze Han Solo in solidified carbon gas. I'm saying at a minimum that's a bro code violation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a
0: level of blocking that was not right. There was poultry blocking going on. Poultry that's, blocking. And and that's foul.
1: Yeah. So uh what do you what do you think about loss of consortium?
0: Uh think about them generally. Um no, I mean like in this no, in, in this, in this, this context. Matter. Uh I'ma go with no. I'm gonna say, uh while bro code violation exists, lawsuit consortium does not exist because they are not in fact in a um there would I don't think they'd be able to
1: Proof. Too speculative. She just said she loved him. There
0: was exactly
1: there wasn't you know a, a statement. Meet me in the uh, in that weird white room later for for some consorting. That wasn't a <laughs> statement. too speculative. So to conclude, Chewbacca does not violate leash laws because they did not apply to him. <laughs> Darth Vader has some substantial liability. By virtue of directing others, I
0: mean, are we really surprised by this? Like, this is a guy that slaughtered a whole ship full of people by himself. I mean, good for him, right? Like, achieve and achieve at the top. But you know, he did bad
1: things. He's gonna get uh, sold, battery, wrongful imprisonment,
0: wrongful. Oh well, yeah, he gets wrongful imprisonment. He's the he's the reason why Han was wrongfully imprisoned.
1: Boba Fett gets uh, wrongful imprisonment.
0: I think Boba Fett gets oh I'm Bob, sorry, Boba Fett, yeah. Wrong yeah. frozen.
1: Because he was just standing by for the most part, but he took the frozen Han Solo. Yes. And put him in his ship. All right? He was like double, he was in a container in his ship. <laughs> you know, and could not could not move around freely. Right. Uh Lando we're gonna get Everything. You're gonna hold him uh liable for even assault and battery? Yes, because
0: Because
1: um... this all like flowed from him.
0: It flowed. He, I mean, they they made clear to him that they wanted to capture and restrain Han. You can't. I mean, and to get to the wrongful imprisonment in that case, you one have to grab him. Which, which if they, you know, if they assault him, put him in reasonable apprehension, that was uh that was likely flowing from the conspiracy. The battery likely flowing from the conspiracy. The wrongful imprisonment, the very act they were aiming to do. I think. Uh, I think Lando's got some issues.
1: So, although he uh, attempted to mitigate, that would not ultimately overcome all of his liability.
0: No, because you know what? There's a they don't want people feeling bad about their acts after they happen. They want people feeling bad about they. I mean, they being uh, justice <laughs> want people to feel bad about their acts prior to happening, so they don't want to actually commit them.
1: So Han could always choose not to sue Lando, but. If yes. you chose to sue Lando, you would expect Lando would be liable for essentially all of this.
0: Yes, and uh, when we talk about mitigation, um, the fact that Han was captured for a shorter period of time may take effect. And but the acts have already happened, so for civil liability, I don't know how much of it it changes for him. But for criminal liability, if there uh, what if there were criminal charges brought against him, I could see that working as far as a mitigation factor for sentencing purposes.
1: So lobot, we need discovery. We just we don't know that much about what he said and agreed to do.
0: I I, I get your point on that. So I, I'll I'll agree. We should we should look more into what he actually did because we don't know.
1: So the Ugnats are getting away with everything, right? They were just afraid. They were doing what other people, other threatening people, were telling them to do.
0: Because they did not murder, they have the defense of necessity. well, nobody murdered, right? But i was, uh, what I was saying before was that if they murdered, that would not be okay. That's then, then you don't have a defense.
1: Oh, because <laughs> the the uh, offenses do not include murder.
0: Yes. Uh, so Ugnots, they they have a defense. Hey, this guy literally held guns to our heads and said, "Do this or..." I don't
1: know if he literally, you know, the the, the, the stormtroopers. <laughs> they troopers. were there.
0: The stormtroopers held guns.
1: They held guns, but they didn't hold them to the Ugnots' heads. I don't think.
0: Well, they they had they brandished them in a menacing fashion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a use of force. There was force there, right? right. And not just, you know, like the Star Wars Force. It was force like military force. Right. So
0: Ugnots off the hook.
1: And similarly, stormtroopers, you're saying, look, they thought that they were required to do so by their commander. Uh yeah.
0: I think I think that they could make the argument, hey, this is our this was this is our our commanding officer. Why would we not think that this is a that this was part of some military plan?
1: Also, for the purposes of, you know, like serving notice to them, like, good luck identifying which one was which. <laughs> like, they're all the how, same. How can you How can you even, like, tell them apart? They're Except, the like, same. Finn, because Finn had the, the red stuff on his head. But Finn comes later, right? Sure, yeah.
0: Th- at much, that point, much later. At that point, they're all clones.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so even if you took the helmet off, it's like, you look like all the other guys.
0: Yeah. Um, so you don't know which
1: ones actually did it. Right, they're just like serial numbers. It's the only way you can tell them apart. TK421, why aren't you at your post? TK421, do you copy? Um, I think they're off the hook. Huzzah. (laughs) (laughs) That's our big uh, Star Wars episode uh, in anticipation for Solo. Can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I I like what I've seen so far. I'm ready to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Rogue One, second best Star Wars movie that I've seen. And it was this Star Wars story similar to Solo. Yep. And they found a very intriguing way to segue directly into A New Hope, right? It it explained a lot of the unexplained, kind of like broad strokes in A New Hope with a lot of specificity and had a very compelling theme too, right? The whole like rebellions are built on hope. Yeah. So hopefully Solo will be as intriguing as a, you know, like independent Star Wars film. Right tie into some of the, you know, like some of the references in, in episode four and episode five to Han Solo's past.
0: Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of them. So it, it'll be a, it'll be a fun, I, at the very least, I think it'll at least be a, a really fun movie.
1: I hope so. Looks like it.
0: Um, so, if you ha- if you agree and or disagree with any parts of what we discussed today, let us know. You know, let us know if you uh, if you thought that someone else should be responsible for what happened to Han Solo. If you know what Lobot did, <laughs> then let us know. No, it's true. Um, if you, for some reason, think that the Ugnots should
1: be responsible,
0: I'd actually like to hear about that because I couldn't think of a reason why they would be. But you never know. Um, Adam, are
1: we, are we on social media? We sure are. We're on Twitter, at Jurisfiction1. People can uh, tweet, follow, at Mention, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Jurisfiction.
0: Um, can people listen to our podcast?
1: They can. They can listen to this one. They can, they can <laughs> listen to this one a second time if they want to. They can listen to it a third time. They can listen to it in an infinite amount of times. They can also listen to our 40-something other episodes. Wherever they're listening to this, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, Mm -hmm. they can subscribe, comment. They can uh, give us some stars.
0: How many stars can they give us?
1: Five. How many stars should they give us? Five.
0: Good answer, good answer.
1: (laughs) They come in groups of five, so just like do the fifth one and you'll be okay.
0: Yeah, that's how I live my life. One five-star unit at a time. I think
1: that's it, right? Thanks for listening.